things can get pretty weird in cirrhosis. Not all the usual patterns that we're used to seeing are there. For instance, if a cirrhotic is infected, it's kind of useless to check a C-reactive protein or a procalcitonin because C-reactive protein and procalcitonin are elevated in cirrhosis even if you don't have an infection. Another major issue is that when you see something like decompensated cirrhosis, a lot of these patients have impaired immune response, so they don't mount, for instance, fevers in response to infections. So a lot of the time we see things like altered mental status and we think it's just hepatic encephalopathy because they're not taking their lactulose or they need lactulose, but maybe it's an infection that's causing that altered mental status. Or we see acute kidney injury and we attribute it to hepatorenal syndrome without infection. The cruelty of experience is that you gain it just after you need it. And there are so many times and there will be so many times in the future where I will learn things with patients from cirrhosis too late. Meaning a lot of times with cirrhotics, I don't know what I don't know. Like I can be giving antibiotics and it seems like the patient's infected, but they're just not getting better. So you have to think and think and think. Now, that's not always easy. My wife spends more time wondering what I am thinking than I actually spend time thinking. But in these patients, sometimes I just have to take myself aside and really ponder what might be going on. So for example, some infected cirrhotic patients, they're not responding to antibiotics. Very often they have negative bacterial cultures. Even if they do have a bacterial infection, they might have a negative bacterial culture. But let's say they're not responding to antibiotics and they seem infected. Well, about 10% of infections, maybe a little bit more, are fungal infections. And a lot of the time, well, I shouldn't say a lot of time, but it happens that sometimes you have both a dual bacterial and fungal infection, which definitely worsens survival rates. So that's really cruel. If you get cultures that show a bacteria and you treat it and you think you're going to win this war, but they also have a dual fungal infection with that bacteria, it's a bummer. But let's step back for a moment and just ask the question, why do cirrhotic patients get infections in the first place. Now, the person who can answer that in one line, I will send them a Bible signed by the author. Because there's a lot of issues in cirrhotics that are unique to them. For one thing, the gut microbial composition changes. So there is impairment of gut immunity and barrier function. So we all know that spontaneous bacterial peritonitis often occurs in liver disease patients and sometimes it can be asymptomatic at first or it can have a presentation with a lot of abdominal pain and sometimes ileus or fevers or just hypothermia. If you're lucky, you'll see a leukocytosis to help tip you off that things are going bad. And sometimes, as I said, hepatic encephalopathy can be worse, renal function can be worse. But stepping back as to why something like spontaneous bacterial peritonitis happens, that intestinal barrier can be impaired, both the physical barrier and the immune barrier. And when you have alterations in your gut microbiome, you can get translocation of gut bacteria across the gut and into the peritoneum. Now, if your liver patient is still drinking alcohol, 
then it can be worse. If you're using proton pump inhibitors, that issue can be worse. If you've used a ton of antibiotics to kill off good bacteria, that issue can be worse. And so we can see why these patients get spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. They also get other infections, obviously, like UTIs and pneumonias, but they are more prone to infection. Those aren't the only reasons, gut translocation of bad bacteria, but there are a lot of other immune reasons. Now, this is a good time to bring up vaccines in your cirrhotics, particularly the earliest stage of cirrhosis that you can give vaccines the better. The worse the hepatic decompensation, the less likely these patients are going to take to vaccines. So if you're going to immunize against hepatitis A and B, do it in the early stages of cirrhosis, but by no means is it just hepatitis A and B. You want to have these patients vaccinated to influenza and pneumococcal infections and herpes zoster and your usual diphtheria tetanus shots and now, really important, COVID-19. Cirrhotics do have a much higher risk of death associated with COVID-19. I wish everybody would get vaccinated COVID-19 so we can stop this epidemic. You know, my thought process on COVID-19 vaccines has evolved as I'm sure it has for everybody, but one of the things that has evolved is several months ago, I was along the lines of, screw it, if people don't wanna get vaccinated from COVID-19, then they're the ones that will get sick from this disease and possibly die. But what has evolved is I have a family member who has a kidney transplant a couple decades old who's on immunosuppression, and we checked his COVID-19 antibodies after he got the two mRNA vaccines, and he didn't take to the antibodies, at least didn't make an antibody response, which is now very common in the immunosuppressed. So it's not just about people that are more susceptible to this disease getting the vaccinations. I wish across the nation, people would also have the feeling that if we get rid of these viruses and diseases, or at least minimize them, then we will also be helping other people that are trying to protect themselves, but may not be able to protect themselves. Not to mention, it will really help the economy and keep us healthcare workers from being so overworked and overburdened. But let's face it, we live in a society which I don't think occurred in the World War II generation where everybody thinks their life is so much more precious than anybody else's. So if other people die from what they do, that's okay. It's these same parents who are like, my kid is such an angel. Well, I hear your opinion on that, but so is Lucifer. But the bigger point I'm trying to make is the more decompensated these liver patients are, the less they're going to take to vaccines. So do it early as a preventative measure. One less thing you have to worry about if they do have an antibody response to a lot of these diseases. And so these patients, they are unique, as are all patients in all diseases. But I'll come on back and give a few more thoughts on maybe some specifics of prevention and treatments in infections when patients who have cirrhosis because these patients can be so tricky. So I am Dr. Gil Parat and I will catch you on the next round.